Hallelujah. Um, I want to just kind of change hats for a little bit, and uh, I'm going to be switching hats. You won't know when I put one on the other, but one of my, my titles is I'm a doctor, and I want to put a, a doctor's hat because I want to speak a little bit of theology to you. There is um, this word that's been stirring in my heart and this explanation about, the, about salvation that I want to share with you because I believe it's actually a very big problem in the body of Christ. There are a lot of people that are unsure of their salvation. And today I want to speak a word that I call blessed assurance. How many of you want to have assurance of your salvation? If you know that, that, that this might be the last day that you live, you want to have assurance of your salvation. And you might think that, man, I've been a good person. I got all these things working good in my life. So I know that I'll be welcome into the kingdom of heaven. But it's not about your works. It's about the completed work at the cross through Jesus Christ that you are saved. Amen. And our faith in his and what he has done for us that causes us to be saved. Amen. And it's important that we understand this, you know, uh, we're, we're, I mean, things are, are, are very interesting. I mean, you, you'll, you can't turn on the news and feel encouraged. Amen. That's why I encourage you to listen to FPG family and hear the good news. Amen. Turn off the other networks. They're always going to be talking fear. Amen. But there's so much stuff that's happening in this world that you should know. The Bible says, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. And if you have any doubt, concern, or care, I pray that today you will have the assurance that is given to us through Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. So I want to just share a little bit with you. I'm going to try to be very quick on this. And uh, I want to give the praise and worship team permission to come up at 1250 so that I know that I went too long. Amen. Hallelujah. I, I want to talk about how to be saved and to possess blessed assurance. Uh, if you can, go with me to Romans chapter 10. As you are turning to Romans chapter 10, I'm going to read John chapter 3, a few scriptures here. In John chapter 3, verse 3 through 7, Jesus replied, I tell you the truth, unless you are born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. What do you mean, exclaimed Nicodemus, how can an old man go back into his mother's womb and be born again? Jesus replied, as I assure you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and the spirit. Humans can reproduce only human life, but the Holy Spirit gives birth to spiritual life. So don't be surprised when I say you must be born again. Tell your neighbor, you must be born again. And Jesus said, you must be born again by water and of spirit. And we're going to speak about that today. Amen. And uh, here he was speaking to a rabbi, someone who was who knew the scripture. But Jesus was saying, if you want to see the kingdom of God, there's only one way. You have to be born again. You have to be born again. You must be born of water and of spirit. Amen. In Romans chapter 10, verse 9 
It says, if you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised them from the dead, you will be saved. For it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God, and it is by openly declaring your faith that you are saved. So first, you have to believe in your heart. And because you believe in your heart, you speak with your mouth. It's not the other way around. It's not speaking with your mouth and then believing in your heart. There are many people that will speak and declare that Jesus is Lord, but they don't truly believe in their heart. So they never receive the blessed assurance. And it's important that you have faith in your heart in Jesus Christ and what he's done for us. We're going to talk a little bit about what, what he's done for us, but, but this is how a person is saved. When they've heard the gospel of Jesus Christ and how he paid the price for the sins of man and that he is, he alone is worthy to pay the price of death for your sins and my sins. When we see Jesus as the one who has done it all for us and we believe in a heart, then we could confess that Jesus is Lord. And then the assurance will come, the blessed assurance. There's a lot of theologies about salvation. There's, there, how many have ever heard the term once saved, always saved? Let me see your hands. Praise God. Well, I'm not going to give you the answer to that yet. Not today, maybe tomorrow. Amen. How many of you have heard about um, predestination? Let me see your hands. Predestination, check this out. Predestination is a belief that people that are going to hell were predestined by God and chosen by God to go to hell. And people that are going to heaven were chosen by God and are going to heaven. That's predestination. And a lot of faiths and a lot of churches, they use that for excuse to not share the gospel of Jesus Christ with others. They just say, well, if they're going to get saved, they're going to get saved, you know, they're predestined. So if they're not saved, they, they, they must be on their way to hell. That's an idiotic way of thinking. I believe everybody is predestined to go to heaven. And it's my job to make sure that I introduce them to Jesus Christ so that they could get there. That's why I'm going. You think I want to go to South Africa? I want to let you know I love Veronica and hang around, hang around Veronica. If it was my choice, I would stay with Veronica. I think there's only one, one person that, that loves her more than me, and that's her dog, Finn. I, 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 I dream of looking at her the way he looks at her. <laughs> I mean, that dog is like, look into my soul type of thing. <laughs> 24 hours a day, seven days a week. But I just believe that it's our job to preach the gospel because Jesus said, go preach, make disciples of all nations. He didn't say, listen, only talk to those that have been predestined to go to heaven. Amen. I don't want to talk too much about that. Praise and worship team is going to interrupt me in a little bit. Let me talk a little bit about the blood of Jesus. He's worthy. His blood is worthy to pay the price of all the sins of man. All the sins of man. He removes sin off of our life as if it never happened. 
There's no more guilt and no more shame because of the blood of Jesus. And those that put their faith in the blood of Jesus Christ and make Jesus their Lord and Savior, they receive the sacrifice of his blood as a payment for their sins. So the curse of sin and death is off of you. That's why whenever there's a pain in my body, I could talk to my body and say, you're not the curse, you're the blessed by the blood of Jesus Christ. Uh, guys, do you all have the images that I asked for? Put on the first image, which is the scales. If you can't put that on the, on the screen, praise the Lord. So here is what we call the scales of justice. And this is part of the, the declaration in our judicial, judicial system that justice is blind. And so it'll be blind. The, the judge hears the arguments. He weighs the, the, the offense, the, the breaking of the law to the, the evidence. And, you know, the, the, the law of, of the United States is you are innocent till proven guilty. So he's weighing to see, does the evidence show that you are guilty? And then he makes a, a, a declaration that a person's either guilty or innocent according to the evidence that's placed before him. That's the scales of justice. And if you look at it, there's two. I want you to see the right as justice. Put, you know, just that, that, that's justice. And I want you to look at the, the left and see it as mercy. As mercy. Every one of us can look at our faults and think about the things that we have done. Even if we've lived a good life, Every one of us can look and think about the things that we have done in the past that we know that are not of God. And you would see that scale just go weighed heavily that you are guilty of the sin. The Bible says the wages of sin is death. But don't stop reading there. It says but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. So when I look at the other scale, I see mercy. And even though I, it might be leaning to this way because of the, my past and the things that I've done against God, because of the love of Jesus, the love of God by sending his son Jesus Christ, Jesus was the mercy that was given for all mankind so that now the scales are not even, they are mercy mercy is your reward when you believe in jesus christ amen and that's why we have to put our faith in jesus christ not our works you can't be good enough for god i know some of you are like man but look at all the things that i've done look at how beautiful my life has been praise god thank god for that but even that is not worthy of god the only way that you can be made right and made worthy of God is through the blood of Jesus Christ. So I have these de this declaring of faith. And I want to just read this real quick to you. It says, of what you should believe in your heart. Because we talked about believing in our heart so that we can speak and declare that Jesus is Lord. So by faith, I believe in my heart that Jesus is the Son of God, holy and without sin. Can you say that with me? By faith, I believe in my heart that Jesus is the Son of God, holy and without sin. 
Here's another declaration. Say this with me. By faith, I believe in my heart that he went to the cross and paid the price of death for my sins. You have to believe that in your heart. Say this with me. By faith, I believe in my heart that God raised him from the dead. He is alive. In the last declaration, it's actually an action. Say this with me. By faith, I declare that Jesus is my Lord and there's nothing separating me from the love of God. That is the full journey of salvation. I believe this by faith in my heart, so I declare it with my mouth that Jesus is Lord. Amen. That's the full journey of salvation. I want to show you how real this has to be to you. If you can, guys, put on image number two. When you look at our cross, you don't see Jesus there. But when you look at this one, he's there. A Catholic priest is taught that when someone is dying and they go to the bedside to give them the last rites, that they're supposed to hold the crucifix before them so that the very last image that they see is the price that was paid for their salvation. When we get to heaven, the Bible says that we will all stand before the judgment seat of, of God and give an account for our life. And if we don't have the blessed assurance of knowing that we could lift up the blood of Jesus and say, he paid the price for me. So that when God looks at us, he doesn't see our sins, but he sees the sacrifice of, our, of his son. We won't be welcomed if we don't have that faith that Jesus paid it all for me. I thank God that we don't have Jesus on the cross because he's not there. The cross, all the cross is, the cross is a, a, an execution place. It could have been a gun. It could have been an electric chair. It could have been something that, that caused death. Thank God that, that he's not on the cross, that he was buried three days in the grave and, and he rose from the dead three days later. Amen. By the power of the Holy Spirit. But do not forget the sacrifice that was paid for your salvation at the cross. Do not forget the suffering that he went through. The Bible says, for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. Do not forget that a lot was paid for your salvation. It's not cheap grace. It's heavy priced grace. Many times we make salvation as just something, you know, just say this prayer, say this prayer. But what's in your heart? Because if we don't, if we don't declare the word of the Lord and help them in growing their faith so that their heart can be, can receive 
their heart could be shaped by the word of God and they could believe his word in their heart. How do we know that when they stand before the judgment seat that they, can, they, they see themselves as worthy because of the blood of Jesus? When we were going through all the situations of the world a few years ago, I was the only one in the church that was arguing against shutting down churches and what have you in this community. I went and spoke to the leaders of the community. They said, don't you care that people might die? I said, I care more about where they're going after they die. I understand that we have to protect people in this life, but my responsibility is to prepare them for the one to come. This life is temporary. But there's a life that's going to be eternal and we have to make the decision where we're going to spend it, whether we're going to spend it in the arms of the Lord or in the pits of hell. There's only one way to salvation and that's through faith in God through Jesus Christ. Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the light. No one comes to the Father except through me. Somebody has to tell this, this city Somebody has to tell this community, someone has to tell this valley that Jesus has paid the price for their sins. Because without faith, there is no salvation. Amen? I believe that you're going to be that person. I believe you and me are going to be those preachers. Amen? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. There's no excuse not to give salvation to others. What freely you receive, freely you give. Don't you want your family to be saved? Don't you want this community to know Jesus Christ? Do you want them to go to hell? You have the truth. You have the option. You have the, the, you have the answer to bring them out of hell and put them into heaven. As one great man of God said, I'm going to empty out hell and I'm going to, I'm going to populate heaven. We have to empty out hell from those that want, that are heading that way in this city, in Harlingen, and we have to populate heaven with citizens of the Rio Grande Valley. Amen. If you believe that, say amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So when I see the, the crucifix, I said, he did that for me. He did that for me. I love Jesus so much. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Go to Mark chapter 16. So we spoke, we spoke about believing in the Lord Jesus Christ and repenting of your sins. Amen. And then we're talking about the second Second thing that must be done for salvation, to be saved, amen, to have the assurance of your salvation. Praise the Lord. Mark 16, verse 15, it says, and then he told them, go into all the world and preach the good news to everyone. Anyone who believes and is baptized will be saved. Everybody say saved. So what is baptism? Baptism is being born of water. Baptism is not an option. Baptism is a fulfillment of the word of God. Jesus said, you must be born of water and of spirit to see the kingdom of God. Anyone who rejects the water is rejecting Christ. Amen? Because you have to be born again. 
you have to be born of the spirit and of water. So the water is a birthing place. Amen. What is baptism? I like to talk about baptism as being your quinceanera. It's you coming out, being presented to the whole world that you are no longer the old person, but you are now alive in Christ Jesus. Amen. It's where the father begins to show you off and say, this is my son in whom I am well pleased. Well, pastor, I don't know if I have to believe in baptism for salvation. Jesus believed in baptism. He got baptized himself. Amen. Don't let pride keep you back from the things of God. Don't ever let pride keep you back from the things of God. Whenever you're being stirred up to be, to do something and, and, the reason why that stops you is, oh no, you know, I might be embarrassed. Oh no, I don't, I don't know if we, have, if you have pride that rises up, you should come against that pride and do it anyway. Amen. Hallelujah. Be bold, especially when it comes to the things of God. Amen. So I go, when I go into the waters, these are the declarations. I go into the water, like just this afternoon, we're going to have water baptism. When someone walks into the water, they're declaring that I'm going to the cross with Jesus. Keep that image, guys. If you could keep that image of the crucifixion on the, on the screen. So when I go into the water, I'm saying, I am going to the cross with Jesus. Amen? And when I, am, when I go into the water, I am declaring that I died with Christ Jesus. Amen? And then when I rise up from the water, I am declaring that I have risen again by the power of the Holy Spirit with Christ Jesus. I am now one in him. Amen. Hallelujah. We have marriages where the two become one. Well, water baptism is where the two become one. Amen. Hallelujah. And this is all an act of faith. Amen. In uh, Acts chapter 9, it talks about Paul who was saved on the, on his, he was on his way. His name was Saul at the time. He was a persecutor of the church. He was on his way to Damascus to go and persecute and arrest and punish the Christians. But he had an encounter with God. He had an encounter with Jesus. Jesus said, Paul, why are you persecuting me? He became blind. Jesus sent them and said, go into this city and look for a man named Ananias. In verse 17, it says, so Ananias went and found Saul. He laid his hands on him and said, brother Saul, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the road has sent me so that you might regain your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. In verse 18, instantly something like scales fell off of his of Saul from Saul's eyes and he regained his sight then he got up and was baptized even the one that was the, that his that was sent to persecute the church he knew that the way that you get saved and come give your life completely to Jesus Christ is by getting wet in the water of baptism immediately immediately he did he did that In Acts chapter 2, verse 38, here we see the apostle Peter, after he got filled with the Holy Ghost, the fire of God was upon him. He preached to the masses, telling them, the one that you 
crucified. He is the Son of God. He is the Lord Almighty. The same crowd, they cried out to him when they heard him preach. They said, what must we do to be saved? In verse 38 says, Peter replied, each of you must repent of your sins and turn to God and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. Then you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The gospel has not changed. We believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. And we get baptized. Amen. The crowd heard about Jesus and they wanted to be saved. So they cried out to Peter. And the Bible says, I believe it was over 3,000 people came to the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm telling you, I want to have that kind of baptism services with 3,000 people. Can you imagine that? Amen. How many of you can believe God that we'll have baptismal services that we'll see thousands getting baptized? Amen. Here in Harlingen, Texas. Amen. I want to give you three steps on being saved. What must I do to be saved? Number one, believe and declare that Jesus Christ is Lord. Number two, repent of your sins. And number three, be baptized. Amen? Be baptized. Now go with me to Romans chapter 8, verse 15. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Apparently the praise and worship team doesn't want to interrupt it. They must be enjoying this message very much. So praise God. Romans 8, verse 15, it says, So you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you received God's spirit when he adopted you as his own children. Now we call him Abba Father. For his spirit joins with our spirit to affirm that we are God's children. I've heard testimony, I've heard... Uh, one politician, he was talking about salvation. He says, I was working with some Christians and they kept on telling me that I should join the church. And, you know, they kept on telling me that I should get saved. So I thought it was just logical. So I, I didn't, you know, feel anything. I just made a logical decision that I went to the altar and I prayed the prayer of salvation. And uh, that was my coming to Jesus to become a Christian. I want to tell you what he said that's not salvation. The only way that you are saved is the believing in your heart, the confession in your mouth, and the receiving of the Holy Ghost in you to affirm that you are saved. That's what the Bible says, that when you get saved, you will receive the spirit of adoption. The same spirit that's in God and now becomes the spirit inside of you. And you might say, well, pastor, how can I receive the Holy Spirit inside of me? The working of the blood of Jesus, he justifies you where you are no longer, you no longer have sin stained upon you. You are cleansed, you are sterilized, you are prepared as a temple of the Holy Ghost so that he could enter in because of the blood. Because of the blood. So that when you come 
to the altar, when you make a confession as Jesus Christ as your Lord, it's not just the speaking and the declaration. It's the believing your heart and the welcoming of the Holy Ghost to come and have his way in your life. Some people say, well, Pastor, how can you serve God with such passion? Because the greater one inside of me is the one stirring me up. I no longer live according to myself. I'm always, I'm always enjoying Jesus in his presence. Amen. How awesome it is that the moment that we just close our eyes and we say, Jesus, his presence shows up. That we always have access to the Father. That we always in the presence of God. You don't have to work to be in the presence of God. You just have to desire and you immediately step on over. The world doesn't understand that because they don't have the Spirit in them. But we understand that because we have the Spirit in us. So when I lay hands on the sick, I recognize that it's not me that's doing it. It's the greater one that's in me that produces the healing upon that person's body. Wherever I go, I'm not walking in fear because I know the greater one is in me and that he will walk with me, he will guide me, he will protect me, he will lead me, and I am anointed with the power of the Holy Ghost. I have this affirmation inside my heart. Amen. And some people say, well, pastor... I have received the Holy Ghost. I have received Jesus, but I feel like, like I've done so many things that, that I've fallen away. All you have to do is get back in the presence of God and He will renew your spirit. He doesn't take off, take away His spirit from you. He doesn't take away His spirit from you. You just have to be restored. You just have to re be refreshed in God's presence. I learned a long time ago that the greatest way to, to bring people who have backslidden, that have walked away from God back into the kingdom of heaven, is just to tell them about how good God has been to you. They get jealous and they come back quickly in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Someone says, well, once you're saved, are you always saved? If you have faith in God and you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, Salvation is yours. It's never taken away. Jesus died once and for all, for all the sins of man. But pastor, what if I fall, fall back into the world? Thank God for repentance. The Bible says if you will repent of your sins and confess them, he is faithful and just to forgive you and to cleanse you every single time. Time. Do you deserve it? No. But did God provide it for you through his son, Jesus Christ? Yes. Why? Because he loves you. He loves you. Everyone stand up on your feet. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Just close your eyes for a moment. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. If you come to faith, please, God, church, I make it my confession that you're going to make it to heaven. Hallelujah. It's my confession that you're going to be welcome into the kingdom of heaven because of what Jesus has done for you. We're going to make sure that we preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. Till the whole world knows that Jesus is Lord. I'm praying for every one of you. 
I'm praying for your salvation. I'm praying for God's blessing upon your life. I'm praying for the blessed assurance to be of the Holy Spirit to live and dwell on the inside of you. That's why we spend so much time in worship, so much time in the presence of the Holy Ghost. But I know there's some here that maybe you've you looked at your life and you said, you know, Pastor, if I died, I'm not ready. I don't have that assurance. My, my name, I don't know if my name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. I don't, I don't have faith. I, I've never made a confession of faith as I was believing in my heart that Jesus is Lord. There's no reason why you should leave this place without knowing Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. If you have just a little doubt, just a little doubt to your salvation, I want you to accept today as the day of your salvation. Today that you were made right with God through the blood of Jesus Christ. The day that you declared that Jesus is Lord over your life. I laid out the steps of how to be saved. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you and your family shall be saved. Be baptized in the name of the Lord. And then the Spirit of God will come and affirm in your heart that you are saved. I just feel like there are people today that need to come to the altar and pray as we pray together. Ask the Lord to forgive us for Jesus come inside your, our heart. If you want to receive the free gift of God through Jesus Christ, the forgiveness of your sins, the new life in Christ Jesus, you want to be born again. When I count to three, I want you to lift up your right hand and we will pray the prayer of salvation together. There's a heaven to gain and there's a heaven to, there, there, there's a hell to escape. But the only way to heaven is through Jesus. If that's you, my friend, and today you want to give your life to Jesus and know without a shadow of doubt that you are born again and saved, you're ready for heaven. If that's you and I count to three, I want you to lift up your right hand and we'll pray the prayer of salvation together. Maybe you have given your heart to God, but you've fallen away and today you feel led by the Spirit of God to repent and come back to God so that He could cleanse you and wash you of all unrighteousness. You want to rededicate your life to God. This prayer is for you as well. If that's you, my friend, you want to give your life to God or rededicate your life to Jesus Christ, when I count to three, Lift up your right hand and we'll pray together the prayer of salvation. One, two, three. Lift it up wherever you're at. God bless you. God bless you. Hallelujah. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. God bless you. God bless you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In just a moment, I'm going to open up the altar. But let me just tell you about the, the edge of time that we're at right now. There's no more time to play with God. There's no more time. Right now, the nations have their finger on the button to destroy the world. Right now, we have, you know, I, it was uh, this one man, they asked him, he was a scientist, they asked him, do you, it was Albert Einstein, they said, do you believe that the third world war will be fought with nuclear bombs? And he said this, I don't know if they're going to fight with nuclear bombs, but I can tell you this, that World War IV will be fought with sticks and stones. Because this next war 
it could destroy everything. And these are, there's a lot of prophetic words. There's a lot of, there's a lot of things that are written in the word of God of what could happen or what's going to happen in the future. I don't know. I don't know if, to, if, if something were to happen that you were to die later on this afternoon. We don't know. All we have is this moment. All we have is this moment to be right with God. And you might say, well, pastor, you know, uh, tomorrow, tomorrow may never come for you. But pastor, I got some things to deal with. Listen, deal with them now. Bring it to Jesus. Let him cleanse you. Let him change you. Let him restore your life. It's all about him. Hallelujah. I want to pray with you. I want to pray with you. If you're ready to give your life to the Lord, or you want to repent and come back to God, the altar is open. Come, meet me here at the altar. Come, come, come. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Everyone that, that lift up your hands, everyone that wants to get right with God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Stand right there. Praise God. Anyone else? Anyone else? We're gonna we're gonna come come. Just stand right there. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I'm gonna pray for the for the assurance of the Holy Spirit to come upon you. Amen. God bless you guys. Praise God. Just stand right there. Matter of fact, I'm going to come back down. If you guys can, come closer to the middle, please. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God bless you guys. Thank you for coming. God bless you, my friend. This means everything. This means everything. God bless you, my sister. Praise God. Hallelujah. Anyone else? Anyone else? Thank you, Lord Jesus. Are you ready for heaven? Hallelujah. This is this is the time to make sure that you're ready. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. We're going to pray together the prayer of salvation. And then the Holy Spirit's going to come and fill you. So that you know without a shadow of doubt that you're loved and that God is with you. Amen. God bless you, my sister. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Let's pray. Say this prayer out loud with me. Lord Jesus, forgive me of all my sins. Come inside my heart. Be my Lord and Savior. I want to live for you. I thank you. For saving my life fill me with your Holy Spirit and teach me your ways use me for your glory I believe in you Jesus and I thank you for saving my life I believe that I'm born again and I'm a child of God in Jesus name I am saved amen Amen, amen. Now lift up your hands to heaven. Father, I thank you for the salvation of my friends as they believed in their heart and they confessed with their mouth that Jesus is Lord. Spirit of God, I pray for your infilling upon my sister. Lord, that she will know without shout out. In Jesus' name, never the same again. We release the blessings of heaven upon them. Lead them, Holy Spirit. 
I thank you for my brother, Father God, that he will continue to grow. Holy Ghost, fill him right now in Jesus' mighty name, that he will never be the same again in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for the blessed assurance. In Jesus' name, receive the Holy Ghost. Receive the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for changing my sister's life. I bless her right now. In the name of Jesus, use her mightily for your glory, Father God. Father, thank you for your spirit. Your spirit, oh, Father God. Thank you for the great love that she has towards you. Lord, thank you that her name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. That, Lord, that heaven is her home. That she's a child of God. My brother is a, is a son of God. I thank you, Holy Spirit. Use them mightily for your glory, Father God. We bless them right now in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for the assurance that we have in Christ Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Your name is written in heaven. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for your spirit. Amen. Now look at me, guys. As a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ, I want to let you know that all your sins have been washed away, that you are now born again in Jesus' name, that you could cry out to God, not as just God, but He is your heavenly Father. Welcome to the kingdom of heaven. Welcome to the kingdom of heaven. Amen. Welcome, my sister, to the kingdom of heaven. Welcome. 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 Every one of you. Now, I want you guys to do something. Keep coming. Keep coming. Amen. I promise that we're going to love you. We all got stuff. But Jesus is changing us. Day by day. Amen. We all need help and encouragement. But thank God you have a family. Amen. You're no longer a stranger. You're family. Amen. Praise God. You're family. And I'll be honored just to continue to be your pastor. You know, we'll pray for you. We want to teach you the word of God. Come to our cell groups. There's a, a good body of Christ that wants to make relationship with you. Amen. So you're welcome. Amen. Praise God. God bless you, my sister. Good to see you. Praise the Lord. God bless you. Welcome home. Amen. God bless you guys. Can we just give God praise for their life? Y'all may they, they go back to your chairs. God bless you. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I want to ask my wife, Pastor Veronica, to come on up. Praise the Lord. Will you all pray for me? Amen. So I want you guys to pray over me. I'm going to ask my wife as just to pray for me before I go tomorrow. And uh, I will make this declaration that I will go. We will see the glory of God. And I will come back and, sh and share all the wonderful things that the Lord has done. Amen. I'll be back here to preach to you in a few weeks. Amen. Awesome. If y'all could just stretch your hands this way. Heavenly Father, we just thank you, Lord. We thank you for a guard of angels that encamp around and about him, Lord, as he travels, as he goes to and from, Lord. We thank you, Father, for many miracles, signs, and wonders. We thank you for many salvations. We thank you that the captives shall be set free. And Lord, we thank you right now that the anointing of God is upon him, Lord. I thank you that wherever he goes, he brings light to dark places, Lord. I thank you right now, Father, for the great 
things that shall happen as he travels and declares the goodness of God, Father. And I thank you, Lord, that as he's away, Lord, I thank you that the presence of God would just overflow in this place like never before, Lord. I thank you, Father, because you are doing mighty great things in your people, Lord. And I thank you as our shepherd goes, Lord that you surround him and you keep him safe father and i thank you lord because great and mighty things shall come forth lord we give you all the glory at every time and at every moment lord you are worthy of all the praise lord and we bless you now we bless pastor kevin as he travels and goes forth to declare your goodness father in jesus name amen hallelujah Amen. And I, I, you know, don't be, I'm not, don't be a stranger on social medias. Okay. Send me a message every now and then praise God and, uh, and stalk my photos and I'll stalk yours as well. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. I want to ask something of you, uh, a sacrifice. There's a church in Argentina that's being built right now. Uh, we went to San Vicente, Argentina several years ago and our crusade director, his name is Sebastian. He uh, did a great job. What, you know, what an awesome God. Sebastian was uh, our crusade director, and he even says, you know, when he got asked to be crusade director, he said, I don't, I can, I don't even know how to do this. How can they do that? You know, I've never even been to a crusade, and yet he was our crusade director. And the Lord gave us a mighty revival. Amen. Well, his church, they're growing, and they need more space. And I believe it's good ground. I just feel led that, to sow into it. And so me and my wife were so into it personally. But what I want to do is I want to pick up a special offering for that church. You know, how many want to build a church? We're going to build a church in Argentina. Amen. And I believe that this offering is going to take them to over, take them over so they could complete it in Jesus name. Amen. So uh, what I want to do is uh, if you guys just have a seat, if you could prepare an offering and uh, I'm going to ask for the offering buckets to be placed at the altar. Praise the Lord. And, uh, we're just going to pray for San Vicente and then we'll dismiss. Amen. Praise God. Father, we pray for San Vicente. We thank you, Lord, for Argentina, that they shall be saved, Father God. Thank you for Sebastian and his family, his faithfulness serving. And Lord, I pray over every person that's giving. Lord, give them a great harvest in return. And thank you for the opportunity to sow seed in Argentina. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. Praise God. Guys, I love you. I bless you in the name of Jesus. You could come and give your offering. And if anyone would like to talk to me, I'll be here at the altar. I'd love to pray for you. Amen. And I'll see you in a couple of weeks, okay? And, and message me. Amen. Love you guys. They're having water baptism right after service, though, so they'll meet you. Pastor Willie's leading it. Praise God. God bless you guys. Thank you for coming to church.